The Tarverian Podcast is a production of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Please check out more of our shows at www.probablywork.com. Rejoice ye one and all, as the dragon has returned to season two of the Tarviran podcast. Please join Rich Arbara, Rob Alfor, Bill Kulfrain, as they take on the epic fantasy series of the Wheel of Time. This season is dedicated to the Great Hunt, so join us as we go on a mystical adventure following the travels of the Great Paul of Valera in this season of the Tarvira Podcast. Hello everyone, and yes, you weren't expecting it. You thought we were dead. So did I. So did Rob. So did Rich. No one thought we were going to come back alive. But here I am. <laughs> no, I'm sorry team. I'm sorry. I I didn't want to leave you guys, you know, dead in a ditch, waiting for the great hunt to begin. Uh, although it actually began in the last chapter. But, you know, anyway, moving on. Here we are. Hello. Welcome back <laughs> to the Tarviran, a Wheel of Time podcast where, oh my God, me and Rob just cannot get our shit together. So I, I'm really sorry, people. Really, really sorry. Um, but hopefully... Hopefully, me and Rob can get our act together and actually actually get some semi-regular content. Now, from our last discussions, uh, me and Rob think we can possibly do this where we take it maybe one episode at a time, you know, take it in turns, back and forth, uh, and then do a double episode together. So, one week me, one week Rob, one week both of us. Hopefully. Alright? Don't, don't get your hopes up. You know, um, and I'm not also going to guarantee a day that this comes out because it's just, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of other responsibilities on at the moment and it's just crazy. So, you know, why, why, what's kind of happened, people? I'm sure you're all wondering, my God, why, why are you assholes now coming back after leaving me in a ditch? I've been waiting to read chapter 11 for six months, you assholes. <laughs> now, I know it's not quite been six months, but it's still. Uh, yes. So Rob got himself a new job and uh his schedule has made it slightly more difficult for us to actually um i mean on a high level than just doing a podcast i mean rob are just struggling to communicate we don't seem to ever be around at the same time of day like we used to so it has been a lot more difficult and i miss rob no my buddy love you man love you miss you miss you lots uh and yeah and it's been hard and also kind of things from my end work's been um absolutely crazy mental busy um you know which is just pretty standard nowadays for me. I'm just kind of getting used to it and trying to get on with things. Uh, but also, uh, on a rather sad note, I did have uh, two two deaths in my family recently. <clears throat> um, not something I've spoken about a lot on anywhere, and it's no no excuse for my tardiness, but it is something that has happened, and it has made things you know slightly more awkward. Um, I've got a, I've already had one one funeral uh, for my lovely nan, and I've got my uncle this week. So you know. Um, they 
my nan was very much one of the probably happiest people I'd ever meet in my life. And uh, I want to be more like her. And I want to enjoy myself and be happy all the time. And do you know what I'm happy doing? I'm happy reading the fucking Wheel of Time. So here we go, people. We're going to read the Wheel of Time today. Now, <clears throat> I'm sure you're all thinking, oh, no, shit. Why did I turn this podcast on? Why did I start listening to this episode? He's going to play Billzig, isn't he? No. What <laughs> advantage, people, of me being tardy with episodes is that eventually someone will leave us a review. So, <laughs> so here we go. Uh, a review which was a five-star review on Apple Podcasts Australia. Ding. I won't edit it out. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> it's been too long. I'm not editing anything. It's going out. Uh, it's a, a gem of a podcast. Five star. As someone who gets stuck reading book 11. <laughs> someone, <clears throat> I can feel your pain as someone who gets stuck reading book two and making a podcast about it. Um, this podcast inspired me to go back and finish the series. Uh, Bill, Rob and Rich do a fantastic job of breaking down the important takeaways from each chapter. Uh, mention some of the foreshadowing. Ooh, shadows. <laughs> <laughs> and avoid spoilers for those who haven't read the series yet. Uh, their love for the Wheel of Time is infectious and the banter between them is hilarious, especially when they're on their own. <laughs> um, God, yeah, can, can, I, can I banter with myself? Is that a thing? Is that called Fanta? Um, <laughs> the Fanta? Oh, fantastic. I could well crack a Fanta right now. Um, anyway, what was I? <laughs> um, the banter between them is hilarious, especially when they go off on tangents, like taking the Queen's tank, tank drive. Everyone loves that thing about the Queen's tank license. God, man, got to talk more about that in the future. Um, <clears throat> I've been through all the episodes, and it's not lost on me how much time and effort it takes to make the show and put it together. If they can continue on through the rest of the books in the series, I'll be along for the ride. A well-deserved five stars from me, from A Gripper. <laughs> I've got to say that with an Australian accent. From A Gripper, 84. Uh, uh, as I said, via Apple Podcasts Australia, and that was actually at the beginning of March. So you know, even even getting reviewed at the beginning of March still took me a fucking month to put this shit together. Uh, apologies for my language, but you know, you know, fuck the dark one, yeah, blood and bloody ashes. Um, <laughs> um, and again, lack of preparedness. I haven't bothered looking at the news. I assume we're a little bit closer to Wheel on Time coming out in uh, Wheel on Time Prime. You know. Um, I saw some cool stuff that Brandon did where he was talking about his Wheel on Time, Wheel of Time stuff. Um, can't remember any of it. <laughs> it was like months ago. Uh, I know he said something about you know would he write more Wheel of Time, and he basically said no, no, I won't. Uh, and then he talked about the process of writing it and stuff. It was all pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Brandon's got really into like live streaming and doing stuff on YouTube uh, during the last couple of months of the pandemic and everything, and they're really good. And I really suggest checking them out if you like Brandon. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, anyway, uh, let's let's skip into let's skip into the good stuff, shall we? Here's a word from our sponsors. <laughs> uh, we don't have sponsors anymore. Uh, here's some here's some nonsense from the rest of the network. Hello, my name's Bill. Uh, I'm uh, you know I'm here in the UK doing UK things, not being eaten by giant people. And I'm Tyler in the US, also not being eaten by giant people. And we host the Coordinate, an Attack on Titan podcast, where we are. Uh, hold on a second, Tyler. Hold on. There's some weird noises going on outside the door. Let me just go check it out quickly. Ah. 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 It's Twitter Troy Titan. Ah. Ah, my leg. Ah, he's eating my leg. Ah. Bill? No. Oh, he's oh, gone. He's eating my bloody leg, Tyler. Troy's eating my 
Uh, anyways, uh, we're a monthly podcast where we read an arc of the manga a month, try to get Bill caught up. Uh, Bill, you want to tell them where they can find us? Uh, what? What? You want, what, what do you want? Where can people listen to the podcast? <laughs> I, don't, uh, oh, I don't have a clue. Oh, he's going to eat me. He's going to eat me. Oh. Why are there so many cats in here? Uh, get, can I get a new co-host? Hey everyone, Scott here with my good pal Rich. Say hi, Rich. Hi. And we're here today to tell you about a podcast we host together with our buddies Jay and Bill. The RPG After Years. The After what? The RPG After Years. Our show has entered into a new era of covering everything RPGs, both old and new. Thus it is after its first era. It's the After Years. I thought RPG was Rocket Propelled Grenade. No, RPG stands for Role Playing Game. It's a genre of video game. Every week we go through the latest news and discuss other relevant RPG related topics. We also review RPGs as we complete them. So an RPG is not a rabid Portuguese goose? No, thank God. From Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy to The Witcher and Cyberpunk, we've got RPGs covered from the dawn of time to the far flung future. Oh, I've heard of Final Fantasy. I'd hope so. So check us out on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast listening platform happens to be. You can also find us at probablywork.com. Level up your podcast feed with the RPG After Years. Enjoy the show. So let's do this, people. What chapter are we on? We're on fucking motherfucking chapter 11, okay? Glimmers of the pattern. And we start off, and uh, good old Inta, he's uh, he's calling a rest for today's march, while the sun's still golden on the horizon. Uh, mainly because, you know, everyone's kind of suffering from the fallout from what happened in the village last week. Uh, you know, the village people arrived, a YMCA was danced, and everyone is uh, feeling worse for wear for the amount of alcohol that was drunk. Uh, no, <laughs> that is not the same. That is not the same. Uh, but Uno, Uno's, Uno's in a fucking livid mood. Everyone's taking the right old chronic piss out of him for seeing women in the window and everything. And he is as foul-mouthed as ever. Now, I'm going to read read this little insert here. Uh, hopefully this isn't uh, the readings from Rob that will be coming up. But I just thought this was absolutely hilarious. Uh, the, the amount of swearing, he says. Um, she was there, and then she bloody wasn't. You say what you bloody want to, but you watch out, you you flaming say it, or I'll bloody skin you myself and burn the goat-kissing hide, you sheep-gutted milk drinker. You know, I feel like there are a lot more occasions in my life where I could call someone a uh, sheep-gutted milk drinker. So, uh, yeah, you know, Rich, you're a sheep-gutted milk drinker, my friend. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, mate... May the wheel continue. Uh, yeah, so, um, Rand, Rand kind of, uh, he's getting in and out of his horse or something, and he pauses, and he starts having a bit of a bit of a recollection to himself about what happened in the village. And, yeah, it is scaring the absolute fucking shit out of him. He's kind of thinking, oh, God, I'm, I think, you know, I'm, I'm definitely quite possibly going mad here, and I've only been using the one power for, like, three days. <laughs> Just like, oh, man, this is already setting me mad. Um... And uh, then Ingtar interrupts him and uh, scares him half shitless. Like, you're going to get out that fucking saddle, boy. Or something along those lines. Like, you know, um, uh, are you going to stay in that saddle? Are you going to stay all night with one foot in the stirrup? There we go. That makes more sense to my uh, terrible Clint Eastwood impression just then. And so Rad gets down. 
and uh, Ingtar's you know you could probably see that Rand's visibly shaken up by what happened and they start talking about it and Ingtar mentions about the fact you know Trollocs they sometimes like to take people away with them but, but what we saw that was something else <sighs> something something else um, but Ingtar insists on you know setting up a strong watch during the night so that they're all prepared and yeah and then he wants everyone to be prepared to leave quickly in the morning because yep this this shit's getting real around here. Um, so you know, Ingtar's obviously beginning to realise that this isn't just a this isn't just a horde of Trollocs that we're chasing. This is something a bit more than just dark friends. Um, I think it says, oh yeah, yeah she says that. Here we go, It isn't just some dark friends and a few Trollocs, maybe a fade anymore. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, uh, he chose a really cool camp, making sure it was uh, easily defensible in. Uh, in case of an attack and they get themselves ready to leave for the morning but first of all Ingtar's got a little little present for Rand <laughs> you know you know hey Rand guess what the reason the village was empty is because you know the Trollocs like to take people for food yeah yeah, yeah they, they were all eaten yes but god knows what's going to kill a fate anyway here's a present from Moraine <laughs> so, how much more info dump do you want Rand how much more pressure do you need on your shoulders <laughs> Here's a here's a special delivery from everyone's favourite Ace die. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and Rand's just like, ah, oh, oh no. What the hell is this? And then even worse than that, Ingtar then continues, you know, unless a little bit more pressure. Argh, which straw's gonna break your back, Rand? He then tells Rand that apparently Rand is in charge. He is large and in charge. Uh, as in <laughs> he's going to be the leader if anything happens to Ingtar Rand's just like what I, 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 I've never led anything other than a flock of sheep Uno should be a second like why what, why, what 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 I mean like I I would be absolutely fucking baffled I'd be like you must be some sort of sheep gutted milk drinker Ingtar yeah see what I did there um <laughs> And yeah, it's just it's just bonkers. It's just like why? Why would you put Rand in charge? He's got no no nothing. And Ingtar says and I basically tells him like every single man in the Faldaran camp knows who his next in line is. That way even he gets down to the very last stable boy, he knows he's in charge and he knows he's got his duty to do. And Rand's just like, But why me? And he's just like, he's very open about it. It's just like um uh, Lord Agamar gave him the order himself and told Ingtar and Uno that Rand was to be the second and Moraine was standing there although she didn't tell give the order but obviously she was involved and Rand realises that she is still trying to manipulate him even from miles and miles away he can see that her hand was clearly involved in every bit and yeah it's just like poor old Rand <laughs> he takes the package and then he decides to uh, sneak off into the woods to beat off I mean uh, to see what's in the package <laughs> because <laughs> he doesn't want to see what any what is in it although he he strongly suspects what it is obviously i know what it is now because i've read the chapter and hopefully you have too so inside the package was the banner of the dragon oh what a bitch <laughs> here carry this around of you i know you're not a false dragon but just carry around this dragon banner why don't you <laughs> oh man she is setting him up for failure honestly so harsh <laughs> oh man that poor, that poor boy. He's really, he's really getting taken for a ride here. <laughs> but even worse than that, while he's looking at it, Matt and Perry walk in on him. 
And Matt's kind of like already, before he even sees the banner, he's taking the piss out of him, going, Oh, Lord Rand, what have you got now, hey? Together with all your fine coats and silver. He's like, then he sees the dragon banner and just like, Shit, what, what are you doing with that? And um, he actually gets quite stunned and falls backwards. And Rand just breaks out into an absolute tirade going, Fucking, fucking Moraine! And she's trying to set me up as a false dragon. And he tells them all about the meeting that he had with uh, Moraine and the um, the flame of Tarvalon. And yeah, he's just like, they're trying to make me a puppet and pull them on, make me pull on the strings. And Matt is very scared. And um, Perrin takes a second, you know, just as a little thing. He goes round. He also shouts at Matt and tells him to shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> Matt's just like, what the <laughs> And he's just like, shut up, Matt. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> it really cracked me up when he was doing that. Anyway, I can imagine Rich saying that to me a lot. <laughs> Shut up, Bill. Um, and he goes, Rand, can you channel? Rand pauses for a dramatic effect. It's like, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, can, he admits to it. He can channel. Matt absolutely gets blind scared out of his wits Perrin again says shut up Matt shut up stop it um, and yeah Matt's you know rightly scared because he, he's like he, he rightly points out to Shinarans know of it they will cut their bloody throats for dark friends as he puts it um, yeah yeah I think you got a point there Matt I think you got a point but you know Erin still calls him shut up <laughs> and Matt wants to know why the Ace uh, Sedai didn't even gentle Rand doesn't make any sense like they are supposed to stop him <sighs> Yeah, and Matt, Matt's like, oh man, Rand, you should be halfway to the RF Ocean by now. You should be absolutely legging it. You should be on that horse, pegging it away from here. Um, and Perrin asks Rand why he's still with them. So Rand's, you know, very honest. He's just like, well, you know, I wanted to help you with the dagger. I want to make sure you're okay, Matt. And Matt's very taken aback by this, because, you know, he's been a dick to Rand for the last, like, three or four chapters. And he's just like, Oh, oh, okay. You, you're doing it to be nice. I thought you were trying to get rid of us. He's like, yeah, of course I was trying to get rid of you, fuckers. I'm like a channel. <laughs> I don't want you near me. I'm going to kill you guys eventually. You know, that's, what, that's what always happens. I was trying to push you away, but no. I don't know. Yeah, push them away by going on a hunt. <laughs> but yeah, you make a lot of sense, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he just can't stop himself from channeling. So Matt tells Rand that um, they won't stay. Uh, he won't stay near them much on the journey. So he's like, "You're not the same anymore." And he leaves. And then Perrin advises Rand to run. I'd run as fast. I'd run so far and so fast. No Ace die would ever find me. But then Rand might not be able to run. When he talks about being able to run, Perrin is talking about his connection with the walls. And then he leaves Rand alone. Yeah, Perrin has a bit of a weird moment <laughs> in that scene. It's like, yeah, I'd run. I'd run with Harper. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, poor old Rand, man. Poor old Rand. But, you know, there's kind of, there was a small bridge here built with um, with with Matt and Perrin. And uh, you can see the relationship beginning to rebuild. That moment where he said he admitted he came on the hunt to help out Matt. You could see, you could see that had an effect. It was really good. Uh, but yeah anyway uh, while Rand thinks about his options and he's preparing for um, <clears throat> and perhaps um, 
yeah, he, he starts like, you know, second questioning everything that's going on in his head. He's like, I should run. But then maybe that's why Moraine gave me the banner. Maybe she wants me to run. And then it's just like, at that point, it's just like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Catch 22. What do I do? It's like every option could be her option that she wants me to do. So he just decides to keep the banner, returns to the camp, puts it back in its packaging. Uh, and he goes to join Loyal and uh, Hurin on the opposite side of the camp from Matt and Perrin. Um, Loyal was looking at some sort of strange stone buried in the ground. Um, and he says it was once a column of some kind. And though he doesn't know what it could be, the markings look familiar somehow. Then Rand lies down to go to bed next to the stone, and he slowly drifts off into an uneasy sleep, but has himself surrounded in the void, which is very, very important. And now, the main event, people. We change point of view to Padim Fane. Oh, yes. Good old Padding Fane. And what's he doing? He's reminiscing about the old days. Oh, he's just like, oh, do you remember when I was just a dark friend? And then that guy, Bialsman, yeah, you know, the, the big guy, you know, skull face, flames coming out of the eyes. You know, remember him? Yeah. Uh, he summoned him and uh, he sent him on the track of these three young men. <laughs> young men. Young man. Uh, yeah, good old Rand, Matt and Perry. Oh, God, thing. You could feel them. You could smell where they were. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Oh, well, then I went to this place called Shadow Logar. Something changed there. Um, yeah. And he has the ruby dagger now. And like Matt, he's addicted to it. He's like, yeah, boy, check out my ruby dagger. <laughs> no, yeah, the dagger is really pulling his influence on Padding Fane. Fane is, uh, he's currently standing. He's uh, made camp and he's surrounded by the remaining 12 dark friends and 20 Trollocs who are with him. Yeah, that's right. Um, 12 and 20 Blackbirds, is that a reference to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> Not just a pretty face and a, and a smooth, sensuous British accent. Yeah, I'm a bit more than that, people. You know, I can put two and two together. I see what Jordan's doing here. Yeah, 4 and 20 back Blackbirds baked in a pie. Yeah. Trollocs, friends, eating people. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha, Jordan. I'm on your wavelength, my friend. On your wavelength. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so he's got these, uh, all these Trollocs. <laughs> all these Trollocs and all these dark friends. Anyway, they give no far. Uh, and they're waiting to feast on these captured villagers. And then Fane starts to memor- uh, reminisce, uh, reminisce again about how he killed that Meldrill. Yeah, oh, I remember how it felt. I could feel the, I could feel the da- these big pin things driving the spikes into his eyes. Oh, God, that was a fun afternoon, wasn't it? And then he turns to the Trollocs, who are hungry to eat all the villagers, and says, kill them all, make a part of everything that remains. <laughs> for our friends to find so yeah you're not even going to eat these fuckers we're just going to leave them here dead we're just going to leave an absolute terrifying trail behind us for Ingtar and the boys to find oh that padding fane he's a right old card isn't he yep now everyone everyone is clearly just absolutely shit piss scared of pad and fane uh, milk goat herding drinkers or something um yeah <laughs> and uh He's just like, what are you people to me, hey? You're you're peasants. You're less than peasants. You're pheasants. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything less. Okay, yeah, couldn't think of anything to go there that wouldn't be horrifically offensive. Anyway, um, so all the dark friends start telling him all about their influence and the people they know 
and what they can do. And he's just like, mm, yeah, I don't really give a shit. I'm padding fang, motherfucker. <laughs> you can all fuck off. Um, but yeah, so he starts to look at the chest that he's got. And obviously we know. He's got this big fucking chest with the Horn of Valer in it. And it's locked. Some sort of magical lock. And he doesn't know how to get into it. And he's sitting there thinking, how do I get in this bloody chest? I want in, people. I want in. But he doesn't know. Doesn't know how to do it. So he puts his uh, puts the dagger on top. And goes, that's a better guard than any Trolloc. <laughs> Mainly because they've all seen what I can do with it. Man, this dagger. This is one powerful, scary-ass dagger. How did, how did, how did... How did Matt have to pick this up out of all the objects in that room, eh? <laughs> this thing is crazy. Um, and then he stares to the north and he says to himself, I can't feel Rand now. But suddenly the boy vanishes sometimes from his senses. So there we go, look. It's the void, isn't it? You know, we had the last thing was that Rand put the void round himself and went to sleep. And when the void's up, Fane can't see him. So he's got a level of protection there. So his dad Tam has taught him something very valuable. So, and he's got to keep using that void, man. It's the only way he can keep himself invisible from these dark arseholes. But yeah, he's just like thinking around and he's just like, we'll dance on Tom and Head and I'll be free of you. So he knows, he knows they're going to meet on Tom and Head and he's going to try and kill him when they get there. And that brings an end to chapter 11, Glimmers of the Pattern. And now I shall hand you over to Roberto with readings with Robata. And now, the Taveren present to you readings with Rob. Chapter 11. Glimmers of the Pattern. When he had the last cord unfastened, he opened out what was folded inside with hands that felt numb, then stared at it, his mouth full of dust. It was all in one piece, neither woven, nor dyed, nor painted. A banner white as snow, big enough to be seen the length of a field of battle, and across it marched a rippling figure like a serpent scaled in gold and crimson, but a serpent with four scaled legs, each tipped with five golden claws, a serpent with eyes like the sun and a golden lion's mane. He had seen it once before, and Marain had told him what it was, the banner of Luz Theron Telamon, Luz Theron Kinslayer, in the War of Shadows, the banner of the dragon. Look at that! Look at what he's got now! Matt burst into the clearing. Perrin came after him more slowly. First fancy coats? Matt snarled. And now a banner? We'll hear no end of lording it now with... Matt got close enough to see the banner clearly, and his jaw dropped. Light! He stumbled back a step. Burn me! Burn me! He had been there, too, when Marain named the banner. So had Perrin. Anger boiled up in Rand, anger at Marain, and at the Amaralyn seat, pushing him, pulling him. He snatched up the banner in both hands and shook it at Matt, words boiling out uncontrollably. That's right, the dragon's banner! Matt took another step back. Moraine wants me to be a puppet on Tarvalon strings, a false dragon for the Aes Sedai. She's going to push it down my throat, whatever I want. But I will not be used. Matt had backed up against a tree trunk. A, a, a false dragon? 
he swallowed. You? That's crazy! Perrin had not retreated. He squatted down with his thick arms on his knees and studied Rand with those bright golden eyes. In the evening shadows, they seemed to shine. If the Aes Sedai want you for a false dragon? He paused, frowning, thinking things through. Finally, he said quietly, Rand, can you channel? Matt gave a strangled gasp. Rand let the banner drop. He hesitated only a moment before nodding warily. I did not ask for it. I don't want it. But, but I do not... But I do not think I know how to stop it. The room with the flies came back unbidden to his mind. I don't think they'll let me stop. Burn me, Matt breathed. Blood and bloody ashes. They'll kill us, you know. All of us. Perrin and me as well as you. If Inktar and the others find out, they will cut our bloody throats for dark friends. Light! They'll probably think we're a part of stealing the horde and killing those people in Faldara. Shut up, Matt, Pern said calmly. Don't tell me to shut up. If Inktar doesn't kill us, Rand will go mad and do it for him. Burn me! Burn me! Matt slid down the tree to sit on the ground. Why didn't they gentle you? If the ice and eyes know, why didn't they gentle you? I never heard of them letting a man who could channel wield the power just walk away. They don't all know. Rat sighed. The Amarillin? The Amarillin seat? She knows? Like, no wonder she looked at me so strange. And Moraine told me I'm the Dragon Reborn. And then they said I could go wherever I wanted. Don't you see, Matt? They're trying to use me. Doesn't change you being able to channel. Matt buttered. If I were you, I'd be halfway to the Earth Ocean by now. And I would not stop until I found someplace where there are no ice and eyes and never likely to be any. And no people. I mean, well, shut up, man, Perrin said. Why are you here, Rand? The longer you stay around people, the more likely it is somebody will find out and send for Asadai. Asadai who won't tell you to go on about your business. He paused, scratching his head over that. And Matt's right about Ingtar. I don't doubt he would name you Dark Friend and kill you, kill all of us, maybe. He seems to like you, but he'd still do it, I think. A false dragon. Ugh. So would the others. Massimo wouldn't need that much excuse for you. So why aren't you gone? Rand shrugged. I, I was going. But first the Amarlin came, and then the horn was stolen, and the dagger, and Moraine said Matt was dying, and... Oh, God. Oh, Light, I thought I could stay with you until we found the dagger at least. I thought I could help with that. Maybe I was wrong. You came because of the dagger? Matt said quietly. He rubbed his nose and grimaced. I never thought of that. I never thought you wanted to. Are you feeling all right? I mean, you are going mad already, are you? Rand dug a pebble out of the ground and threw it at him. Ouch! Matt rubbed his arm. I was just asking. I mean, all those fancy clothes... And all that talk about being a lord, well, that isn't exactly right in the head. I wasn't trying to get rid of you, fool. I was afraid I'd go mad and hurt you. His eyes dropped to the banner, 
and the voice lowered. I will eventually, if I don't stop it. Light, I don't know how to stop it. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at TaverNPod with your request. Yes, people. We have survived chapter 11. And hopefully next week, Roberto will give you guys the next chapter. (laughs) Chapter 12, you know? What comes after 11? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Chapter 12. Uh, Aren't you all glad that I'm here, you know? Why on earth you guys are all listening to me? This this silly British idiot who I can barely read. You know, still read better than Rich, but still barely read. Yeah, chapter 12 will be woven in the pattern, you know. <laughs> I had to quickly flick through my copy of The Great Hunter to uh, get to the get to the actual chapter and see what it was called there, because I forgot for a moment it wasn't in my notes. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, that's it, guys. Woven in the pattern will be next. So we'll try and keep up. We'll try and keep the pace, you know. If not, I'll try and give you something at least once a month <laughs> to keep you guys going. I'll try and make it more often than once a month, but I've got a lot of shit on my plate. Yeah, I'll just put it at that. So where can you find us, Guy? You can always email us at tarvrianpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can always find us on Twitter at tarvrianpod, or you can come join us on the Discord, which is even deader than this podcast feed has been the last couple of months. So I wouldn't even bother. Go find a decent Discord, and we're probably I'm probably in there somewhere, and you can tag me. Uh, there's lots of really good Wheel of Time Discords out there, and I'm a member of most of them, so you can always tag me there. Um, you know, please show us some love and review like our good friend did today from Australia and rate us on whatever podcasting apps you have that actually still have a rating system. I know Stitcher seems to have ditched it. <laughs> Stitcher is Stitcher, the reviewer. <laughs> but Apple iPod, man, that's the one. Go there, give us a rating and review. Uh, let us know how your disdain for our our lack of decorum and getting episodes out on time and whatnot. You know, feel free to do what you want. It's up to you guys. Even a one-star review helps. <laughs> Although if you were to give us a one-star review, maybe you just email us first. Um, yes, um, networking events. Um, yeah, you know, uh, there is uh, something called uh, the Zelda 2 project going on, which is going to become its own thing where we're going to turn it into the Super Switch Club. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, who don't listen to my other podcasts, uh, I've been doing a Zelda 2 series where i uh, kind of got a group of seven podcasters who are all playing through the game Zelda 2 and we talk about each section of the game but we do it in kind of like a documentary style it's uh, it's very unique you know the only other thing like it is podcasters assemble which is also a network thing uh, which is currently doing a kaiju series and then doing a quick Mortal Kombat spin-off before the Mortal Kombat films come out so check that out as well you know you can always go to probablywork.com and uh, check out all of our questionable podcasting content that we have there but I'm very proud of the network we've got a lot of good stuff a lot of good shows always always go check it out and see if there's anything else out there that can interest you but yeah um, I'm super excited about the Super Switch Club which is going to be a Nintendo online podcast book club thing <laughs> so you can play along with us as we go through the NES and SNES games that are freely available on the Switch uh, Nintendo Switch online apps so yeah that's going to be that's going to be great fun and it's a big big project which I'm very excited about uh otherwise you know we're available on youtube we've got the whole first season up there i need to get the second season and start actually putting it out but you know uh, once the show once once the regular podcasting episode gets a bit more regular i'll start working on that and then yeah you can survive uh sub- survive <laughs> subscribe and join the conversation there no one's surviving this show no one's no one's gonna survive at the end i 
I'll tell you that now. Uh, <laughs> so there are many great ways that you can leave your reviews and give us give us some love for the podcast, people. So I am very, very thirsty. I've also got a meeting in five minutes. <laughs> so I'm going to get myself a drink and then uh, finish my lunch break and get back to my life. And hopefully, guys, I'll speak to you all in a couple of weeks. Okay? And hopefully Rob will be speaking to you next week. If not, you know, we're going to... Um, we're going to string him up <laughs> like a uh, sheep-gutted milk drinker. Yes. Do you hear me, Rob? Do you want to be called a sheep-gutted milk drinker for the rest of your life? I think not. So get me some audio next week for me to edit out put out to the podcast. Speak, my friend. <laughs> anyway, enough of my nonsense. <laughs> I love you guys. Peace out to the will. Love you all. As we march further on into the adventures of the Great Hunt, we take a quick peek into each of the minds of the three farm boys from Two Rivers, to see where their heads are at at the moment. Wow, Perrin is so good talking to women. The way he handled Eggwing, I wish I could do that. Man, I wish I was as good at women as Perrin. Man, Rain seems to know what he's talking about with them women. I wish I was able to be as good talking with women as he is. Man, I see Rand and I see Perrin and Lewith, they're talking to women. Boy, I wish I could talk to women like that. The only thing I'm good at is making women mad. I only make women pissed off. Matt really has a way with women. I don't know how he gets away with it, but I wish I had that same ability to talk to women like he does. I can't believe the way Matt talked to that woman. It worked out beautifully. I, I just I just get stuck in my words and, and, and they think I'm just slow, but man, Matt really has a way with the women. And it's like he feels like it's a part of his being now. <laughs> Shit! I'll have to edit that. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. <laughs>